What's up, everybody? This is the Hodgepodge of Nothingness Podcast, and I am David Korb. Um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, let's hope today is a, a better Father's Day for us Pyre fans. <laughs> um, but because uh, yesterday was just rough, Pirates lose 5 nothing. Uh, just go ahead and, and get into the misery here, I guess. Um, uh, Keller giving up a two-run bomb on a slider, a sweeper to a Weimer. Honestly, I thought that was just a, a good a good hit by a major league hitting guy. I mean, he, he really just stroked that ball. He he watched that uh, sweeper go to the outside corner, and he took it the other way, and that's how that's what you're supposed to do with those pitches. So I thought it was just a good hit by a Weimer, really. Keller, I thought, overall was fine. Um, just... I mean, he had seven cases, but just uh, just face a team that that can hit those sliders pretty well, and that's what happened. Um, Connor Joe had a really nice catch uh, early in the game that helped Keller out big time, running and sliding towards the wall, making a great catch. Uh, but what was funny was is that you know then we get to when the Teles double that Connor Joe ran towards the line drive, and instead of trying to backhand it or, you know, slide and block it. He tried to forehand it, and the ball just, you don't do that, and the ball just slipped underneath. And in that, in that kind of situation, is what's going to happen if you try to forehand a line drive straight at you like that. It's either going to bounce underneath or it's going to bounce over your glove. You have to attempt to run at an angle where you can backhand it and somewhat block it, and he didn't do that. Tends, ends up being a, a double by Telez and a two-run double. And there was two outs in the inning, so that, that ended up being the real killer in this game was was that you have two outs and Keller just didn't get that last out and in fact gave up two runs on top of it. Um another big thing that really killed the Pirates was the I don't know why, but why does it always seem like when the bases are loaded or two on in scoring position, it's always Austin Hedges who's up to bat. I, I've never it's it happens all the time. It's always Austin Hedges up to bat. And it's just like, you know, son of a bitch. Like the last guy you want up to bat with the with that many people on base, and it's always him, always. And it's like, how many times do you see him pop the ball straight up? Like I, I it just, it's tough to watch, man. This is this has really been tough to watch. It's been tough to watch Austin Hedges constantly up to bat with got runners in scoring position. I, I'm so so ready to have one of Andy or Austin Davis at this point. Uh, not Austin Davis. I can't think. Uh, Henry Davis called up because I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I, I'm just ready for it. I, I look, I, I like Hedges. He's a great defensive catcher. He 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 he's good at calling games for the pitchers, all that. But man, I I just, he's a backup catcher. That's what your backup catcher should be. A great defensive catcher. And guess what? That's what he is. There needs to be one of two of the guys I just mentioned called up. Period. And I'm over it. Um, but yeah. Um, another thing, too, that bothered me with the hitting was was Hayes. Uh, two days in a row now, needing to score runs late in the game. And, and Hayes just watches a fastball right in the strike zone, uh, right down, sometimes right down the middle. And he just watches it. He just freezes. And I, and I don't know what the mindset is here. One game, they're just hacking at anything they see. First pitches, not even in the zone. And the next thing you know, they go over the top, and now they're just letting pitches right down the middle go. And I, and I, man, I pick a lane and stay in it. Like, I don't understand, like, what, why they do this. It's same thing with Connor Joe. How many times is Connor Joe going to do this too? But I'll get into that in a second. Um, 
Uh, runs Contreras, he, he had two solid innings, didn't give up a run, uh, just a lot of off-speed. Uh, almost every pitch he threw was some kind of sort of off-speed. Um, but, I mean, he got through two innings of it, so you're like, hmm, is this an improvement, or is this just the Brewers struggling to hit off-speed, or, or, or what is it? Um, Hernandez, he continues to, to struggle. He gave up a solo home run to Plake Perkins. Been a bad series for him, too. Um so my, my least valuable player, it's it's going to be Connor Joe. The guy went 0 for 4, looking at a lot of strikes and, and not approaching that line drive the right way. Killed the Pirates when there were two outs. Um, just It was the last thing the Pirates needed whenever they're struggling to score runs. Basically, literally, as soon as he, that happened, the game was out of hand. It was 4 nothing, like with the way the Pirates were, were hitting. Uh, my MVP, uh, it's going to be... Uh, Santana and Contreras. Now, Santana, he was the only player yesterday that had two hits. And he looks great at first base, per usual. He's made a lot of good plays this this series. Um, and Ronzi, you know, he came in for Keller. He went two clean innings to give the Pirates offense a chance to try and get back in it. But the strange thing is, is just he hardly threw any fastballs. And the velocity has dropped. You know, so I, I decided to look up reasons for the dipped velocity. I was I was just curious, like some things I think I know already, but like I wanted to see like how many different reasons there can be for why all of a sudden a major league pitcher's velocity dips. So I found this thing. It says top fifteen reasons uh, you may experience a pitching velocity decrease. So number one, Poor mechanics can lead to decreased velocity because the pitcher is not using their body correctly to generate power and force. I, I could see this. I could see this with Ronja Contreras. I could see that his mechanics got out of whack for some reason, and that's why they moved him to the bullpen because they're trying to correct his mechanics to help him start throwing you know, with higher velocity fastballs um, and maybe help him find his release point better uh, to start locating his pitches. That was the other thing. He was wild. So I could, I could see this being one of the main reasons. Uh, number two, incorrect throwing program can result in overuse and injury, leading to decreased velocity. So that was another thing I wondered. Is he injured? Uh, did he screw something up? Um, and maybe he's trying to pitch through it. And that, that kind of makes sense when you think about it. Um, you saw that Holderman, Holderman didn't look right the other night, right? Well, guess what? He has a wrist injury. So makes sense. Sometimes these things are actually simple. They're not that much to look into. Sometimes it can just be an injury. So that makes sense as well. But if it's an injury, I would think the Pirates would be a little more careful with it. Uh, number three, improper rest can also cause overuse and injury, leading to decreased velocity. Uh, in this one, I'm not, I'm not really sure I'd go there. I mean, it ain't like he's pitched a lot of innings this season. Um, so I, I really wouldn't factor into that too much, uh, in my opinion. I just... I haven't seen him go like, when's the last time you saw him go like seven, eight innings? You know, And nowadays, I don't see that much anyways. Usually, the Pirates let their guys go six, seven, maybe. Depends on how dominating they are out there. Um, number four, overuse. Whether it be from an incorrect throwing program or improper rest can cause muscle fatigue and ultimately decrease pitching velocity. Like I said, I don't think it's overuse. Now, an incorrect throwing program or improper rest, uh, maybe, I the muscle fatigue could be, you know, I'm not quite sure. Uh, the thing that worries me about this incorrect throwing program thing, that kind of does worry me a little bit with the Pirates because, like, when you think about it, man, we've lost JT Brubaker to a, you know, uh, with an elbow injury and, and Velasquez and Burroughs. Like, it does make you kind of wonder, like, man, you know, 
is there something that the Pirates are doing wrong with our our pitchers? Like, and, and I'm not trying to say they are. I just wonder. Like, like is there something going on here that we're just not seeing? I mean, that's a lot of guys to lose to elbow injuries, man. That, to me, that just seems really strange. Uh, but you know, I, I'm just I don't know. Just I'm just saying. Like when you I read this, I'm like, hmm, that's a lot of different guys that are that are lost, and then now guys are starting to not look right. Uh, number six, injuries, especially in the elbow or shoulder, can greatly impact a pitcher's velocity. There you go. I, I just got done talking about that. A lot of these guys with elbow injuries. So, you know, you hope that that there isn't something wrong with Ronzi's elbow. I don't think there is. Uh, of course, again, if that was happening, I don't think the Pirates would let him uh, play through it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Number seven, poor conditioning and lack of strength can also lead to decreased pitching velocity as the kinetic chain is not able to generate enough force during the pitch. Again, I don't I don't I don't think this is it. I don't think it's poor conditioning uh or lack of strength. I mean, maybe he's drained. I I don't know. You know, I don't I don't I just it's early in the season. I just don't see this being it. Uh, number eight, inadequate warm-ups before throwing can result in muscle tightness and decrease pitching velocity. Um, very doubtful. Uh, I mean, this is the major leagues. These guys, I know for a fact, you know, just go to a game. You'll sit there. You'll see them warming up, doing long toss and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that's it. Uh, number nine, pitching on a poor mound can lead to decreased velocity because it affects the ability to move the body well. Again, this is a, a major league baseball mound. I very rarely do you see a pitcher like have that many issues with the mound. Don't get me wrong, it can happen, but I don't think I've really, really have heard that used as a as a as an excuse for why a pitcher it has decreased velocity or how many mounds in a major leagues you really hear them talk about was really bad that day. Uh, pitching while tired, number ten. Pitching while tired can cause poor mechanics and decreased velocity due to a lack of focus and proper technique. Um. I could see this maybe, uh, the whole lack of focus and proper technique. I, I could see that part of it with him. Uh, he's young, so his focus could be on other things maybe. I have, you, know, you never know what's going on with players. Uh, if he's down on himself, that would make sense too, which leads me into number 11. 11 is stress. Whether it be physical or mental, can impact a pitcher's performance and ultimately lead to decreased velocity. If he's stressing over this or stressing over, uh, you know, how he's been struggling lately on the mound, then that that could definitely make sense because now he's going out there and he's overthinking it, uh, kind of like how Keller used to be, where like he was really trying to hit those outside spots, um, so but he was scared to come into the zone, so he would he would throw either real wild or put it right over the plate and he'd crush it. So that would make sense for me. Um, Number 12's lack of focus or concentration during a game can affect a pitcher's mechanics and result in decreased velocity. Uh, during a game, I kind of highly doubt this one. I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to have a lack of focus or concentration while literally in the middle of a game. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me unless something happened. Uh, number 13 is poor nutrition can lead to fatigue and decrease pitching velocity. I, I, I have a hard time believing this one. Uh, these are Major League Baseball players. Um, they literally, you know, pay people to come in and make sure they're on a good diet, you know, uh, supplements, stuff of that nature to make sure that they're, they're highly, uh, putting a lot of highly good 
things in their body. So I would have a hard time. At least I know that was a big thing with Charrington. When Charrington came in, I know that they hired a lot of people to, to teach these guys about nutrition and stuff like that. I do remember that from 2019 when he got hired. And then when he started, jumped into 2020, they started instituting a lot of nutritional stuff for these guys to learn how to take care of themselves. Uh, number 15, last one, not listening to the body and pushing through pain can lead to injury and decrease pitching velocity. Um, again, if if his body's telling him that he's not right and he's not listening to it, it's going to be another reason why he's going out there. And and it could be also why the Pirates are letting him play through this. He, he, I'd hate to say it, but there are players that they're not going to want to to be sent maybe back down to AAA, then maybe there's a fear of that. So maybe he might have something that his body's telling him. He's just not saying nothing to the Pirates. But they're going to give him time to try to fix this uh, in the bullpen. Um, does that kind of suck that it's going to be possibly in the middle of an important game or an important situation? Yeah, I would rather see them, you know, like they did yesterday with it being down four runs. Yeah, go ahead, bring him in. Go ahead and let him work on that. Um, did I like it when they were up 5-1 the other day? No, I did not because, uh, I don't know. I feel like four runs for the Pirates, I'm never comfortable with it. <laughs> I don't know if, if it's just because it's the Pirates or it just, a, just a natural paranoia I have as a Pirate fan. But when they're up by four runs, I'm not ready yet for you to bring out somebody to work on something. I'm just not. I'd rather them be up by six-plus runs before I'm comfortable with you bringing in a guy that's struggling to work on things. But that's, and you saw what happened. Like, that's, that's the whole thing. It's just like you brought in a guy when you're up 5-1 to work on something, and it came back and to bite you in the ass. And that's why I, with the Pirates, I'm not comfortable with that. But yesterday, he, didn't, he looked better, I'll say. He, he, two clean innings. Uh, but it just it's just very strange to me that this man is not throwing many fastballs at all. And when he does, the velocity is way down. I, I don't I don't know, but I I just gave you 15 different reasons as to why his velocity may be down. Um, so there's that. All right, moving on. Uh, not sure if you guys know or not. If for those that don't know, most of you should. But Jared Jones got promoted to Triple A. Um, that now leaves AAA with Jared Jones, Kyle Nicholas, and Quinn Priester in AAA. Uh, that's pretty awesome to now have those three guys in AAA. I know Kyle Nicholas struggled the other day in his debut at AAA, but it's going to happen. Um, but no, I just I think it's really exciting to now see that many names one one level away, man. Like I, I just it just hit me today. I was sitting there and I you know and I'm looking at this and I was like, wow. I was like, these guys that we've either drafted or traded for, you know, they got big arms. They're they're there. They're right there. They're they're one level down from from the major league level. Like I I just think it's really cool, and I also think it's really cool that now we have guys from Ben Charrington's first draft ever, you know, are now right there or starting to get called up. You know, Carmen Malesinski is the first one to get called up. And now Jared Jones is right there, man. Like, it's just and, – and Nick Gonzalez is right there too. And, and he's starting to hit the ball better. Like, man, I – you know, it just – with Henry Davis, you know, the that, that draft they had that's an unforgettable draft that they had, he's AAA. Like, these guys are all right there, man. We've been waiting a long time for this. And it's 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 almost time. It's and I really hope that the Pirates don't. I hope they don't sit on this too long, um, because it's pretty clear that they need some help because they're struggling right now. 
All right, moving on to the pregame uh, for today. Um, so Pirates are going to it's going to be uh, they're going to be facing Freddie Peralta, uh, right-handed uh, pitcher. Thirteen games, he's five and six with a four seventy three ERA, uh, seventy point one innings pitched, seventy five K. So he's got a, a you know high K per nine rate, uh, and his WHIP is one three six. So five and six with a four seventy three ERA. Uh, um, but this guy, make no mistake, this this guy's a decent pitcher. He's he's good. Uh, but um, maybe he's just trying to figure things out. But man, that high K rate it scares me. It scares me really bad when it comes to the Pirates. Um, he's going to be taking on Luis Ortiz uh, in seven games. Luis Ortiz is one and three with a four six four ERA, thirty three innings pitched, twenty Ks, and a one seven six WHIP. So I'm hoping Ortiz has good control. Uh, his last game was against the Cubs. He went five point five one went five point one innings, uh, four earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. So he had an okay outing. He got to the sixth inning though, so it wasn't that bad. Um, but uh, yeah. So they're going to be facing a righty day. It's a day game. I'm fully expecting Delay to be in there. Uh, a catcher. Um, you can expect to see Bay out there, Marcano out there. Uh, Connor Joe struggling yesterday. I expect him to sit, but you never know. With these Sunday lines with Shelton, it could be anything. He could sit Santana for some reason and, and, and put Joe at first or something like that. You just never know. Um, so, But, yeah, guys, uh, that's that's basically what I have, I, you know, Peralta does have a higher ERA at almost five, so like maybe you get lucky here. Maybe Ortiz has a big game. I, I'm I'm hope. Like I told you, my expectation was what I said. I they're struggling right now. If they can just take one in Milwaukee, I will be happy. Literally, take one in Milwaukee, get the hell out of there, and get back home to take on Chicago. This is this has been a crucial nine game stretch for them, division games, and they have absolutely failed. And but there's still time to get it back on track. Start right now. All right, guys. That's, uh, that's all I got. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate the support. Um, and I, 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 you know, as long as I continue to get listeners, I'll continue to do this. But all right. Take care. I'm out.